Welcome to season two of Girl Podcast. We are happy to kick off our second season during Black History Month. Join us this season as we talk about current events, the insurrection and white supremacy. Trump was still sitting on his hands during. <laughs> Pence had to finally, you know, make it count for us. Take one for the team. Yeah, I mean, we've been tear gassed for much less. Murdered, killed by mm-hmm. police officers. Little kids right. getting guns pulled out yeah. on them. They, they had little interest in, in trying to stop what happened. That would have been one of us climbing the walls. We wouldn't have even made it through the first break. We wouldn't even have made it over the fence to get to even climbing over the walls. The first round of, of the Capitol Police, they didn't have any type of riot gear on. They had no, they, they weren't afraid of these people. They are afraid of Black people. They weren't afraid of the people who showed up here in the nation's capital with guns, which is a felony, which if a black man walking the street had a gun, he would do six to nine years in in federal prison. But people can come here to quote unquote protest with loaded weapons and get to leave and walk out like like it's nothing. The double standard here is is clear, like Stevie Wonder could see it. We posted an article today on Girl Podcast Facebook page, and it said the real reason that white Americans voted for Donald Trump is because of race and class issues. And they feel like minorities have taken over. With him in office, it elevates them back to that level of putting minorities and Black people back in their place. Yeah, I think that's some of the reason that he has so much support behind him he's not as they say he's not a politician so he doesn't sugarcoat or try to fluff things you know where that's concerned and it's just blatant right in your face let's call it what it is racism white supremacy whereas it's like you know make america great again that's a slogan so what about america are you trying to get back to that was so great that be specific and based on the rhetoric and the actions and the things we see of not only him but his supporters it seems that you want somebody in place that's going to make you feel superior even if nothing you bring to the table can qualify you as superior you believe that the trump pence make america great again flag is going to be the new confederate flag because there's just nothing about people of that that is a confederate flag supporter a certain type of person that is a donald trump supporter they always want to hold on to the battle they lost (laughs) it appears that way i wonder if they'll relive election night and just sit there (laughs) disappointment by the television every year (laughs) (laughs) reenactment oh my god The new Biden-Harris administration, how are we going to hold them accountable? Not take the foot off the neck. We need to keep (laughs) our foot on the neck. And let's not fall for, let's not fall for the antics of like, okay, yes, you gave us a quote-unquote black vice president and wanting us to just go and sit in the corner now. Like, okay, oh, you, you know, don't just give us 
the decorations and the fashion actually give uh-huh. us give us things that's going to help our community be better like at the end of the day we're here we're in america we don't have technically have any other home to go to so we have to make it here and we want to be you know we want to give back to the america to the united states we want to be a part of america but if you just if they're not including us or taking care of us then of course we're fending for ourselves and that's not helping our community so i just hope people you know with the chucks and the pearls like okay fine but now that it's been it's been almost a week let's put our foot on their necks and let's come up with what what we're expecting because we're four years i don't want to hear oh they didn't have the senate in the house they have we set them up to pretty much answer our demand thank you Relationships during COVID. Has spending too much time together caused you to reevaluate your entire relationship? I feel like it's like on it's like either one extreme or the other. It's either they're doing really good and we got these COVID babies getting ready to come be uh-huh. born in like April, May, you know, or it's like mm-hmm. I don't want to be with you anymore and we're getting a divorce and as soon as these courts are exactly Exactly. (laughs) that's exactly what's happening I think people are spending a lot of time with each other now and they're starting to see things they didn't normally have the the chance to see Mm -hmm. because they're with each other so much and they have all this extra time to overthink what might be happening in their relationship and marriage and they're like you know what I don't want this anymore I could do better Fatherhood in the Black community. Yeah, I just want to see fatherhood more. I feel like every time fatherhood, when it comes to Black fatherhood especially, the only time it's highlighted is to make fun of Black men for having to pay child support or having children, a certain amount of kids at a young age, like to pick and poke at them, or to, it's Father's Day and you want to show this anomaly of a Black man raising children I want to highlight the fact that this is not a one-off situation where you see a black man with his kids black men are taking care of their children it is a norm and black fathers yeah exactly (laughs) we have to acknowledge that maybe something happened in a father's life where it didn't click Mm -hmm. for him to be a father so acknowledging that okay well maybe you know I don't know what that father experienced that either they took it to like unconsciously do whatever was done to them instead of saying oh I didn't I was abandoned so let me you know be there for my kids or taking for granted oh I had my my father and just saying okay I'm gonna be a bum I don't know but sometimes there's some kind of Ayana moment to why they kind of not there or sometimes they are there but not really mm-hmm. the best parent yeah, I, I bet it's hard to father to be a father and you haven't seen it I say that you know like I hear this statement all the time um, how how do the fatherless father learn to father and and basically all it is is it's, it's an act of love it's showing love you were a child though like 
whether you the way the way I reason it out okay I'm a woman I'm a mother I'm not a man so I only speak from my perspective and I was I I was a fatherless child and the way I learned love okay because that's all fatherhood really is it is love and you raising the child you know and you know what you needed as a child that you didn't get so you are you're giving that child the love that you needed because you remember that needing I was those just things. gonna say that that is I see that it there there has been a shift and from from uh, men being okay with seeing you know them abandon their children and uh, other men being like you know you got to be accountable that's not what you should do to, to that person who didn't ask to be here that's that's what I see and I'm wondering how that change came about I'm wondering if it was because we are the generation that was abandoned and we're like we're not gonna let that happen. Because, you know, sometimes people say, you know, like, um, you know, when you over provide and overdo things, that is a it's, it's a trauma response in a way, you know, like um, kind of like um, you being an independent woman and you're like, you know what, I don't need anybody to help me do anything, you know, and not allowing someone to help or love them because, you know, they don't want to feel abandoned. Like that's something that women do. We can speak about that another time, but I do feel like that is a trauma response a positive <laughs> trauma response as well i want to share the good news of the black community just as i talk about racism <laughs> and the politics there are good things happening in our communities and this is one of the shifts that i've seen in a positive direction that i think we should highlight because our med- media doesn't do that for us it's always up to us we're black women and you know we are the backbone of our society so we need to highlight when things like this happen in our communities. The expectation of sex in marriage. Why why did this woman pressure this man into marrying him if she couldn't fulfill his all of his sexual needs? And I'm just thinking, what a selfish, manipulative question that is. It, when a woman just to have sex with you on demand, like this, this is the, these are the effects of porno. Porno has made it easily accessible. <laughs> Not that men didn't want it at awkward times, you know, before, but have made women so readily accessible, you know, just at their fingertips. So now they expect real women to also produce those type of results with them. They need to make a, a real porno with like real like like the the girls like bags underneath their eyes because she doesn't work eight hours. Right, right. Home, he come home, she's like in her head <laughs> and fell asleep watching exactly. TV while the kids yeah. around her. Yeah, I guess if I had to create my own porno, the guy would come home from work and he would get to cooking dinner. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. that's the time. Pop your on. feet up on the couch let you lay back. Yeah, rub my feet while he, you know, goes and stirs a pot. And do the remote and go straight to the kitchen. Yeah. Clean it up first. Mm. Cook. All that. Put the kids to bed. Put them in the bathtub. Yeah. And then I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Bow, chicka, bow, wow, bow.
That's my love. That's my love, <laughs> Right. That's that's what I'm talking about. Daddy do everything. <laughs> yeah. Mama, exactly. I'm home. But I, I don't think that they understand that. And I don't understand why it just seems like every man doesn't understand that. What is it? Are we doing too much? Because we must be doing too much is what I'm thinking. If we're if we have all of these responsibilities and it doesn't end, like if you if you work outside of the home right now and you're essential worker, whatever the case may be, your job never ends as a woman. You don't get to come home and stop work when you get home, especially if you have children. You come home and it's like there's more work to be done mm-hmm. and it's a never ending cycle and it, mm-hmm. you have to maintain yourself there there's a certain amount of time and that goes into taking care of like your self-care outward beauty and all of those things as well as your mental health that you just need as a person it's a lot to yep. consider do men have a leg to stand on when judging women confidence is oftentimes taken from being too cocky. Then we get the other end of it where, oh, who she thinks she is, she acting cocky, she this, she that, she thinks she all that. Uh-huh. And the, the word yeah. in, when we were younger was conceited. Yeah. yeah. yeah people, people get mad when you don't look to them to, to for their opinion. When you're not looking, yeah, like when you're not looking for them to legitimize you and you already know who you are, they, they're like, oh, so you think you this? Who told you that? You're like, I told myself. <laughs> I got eyes and I can see and I know who I am. Is the term female offensive? Why? And since when? Join us this season as we have guest appearances from our podcast social media platforms, as well as up-and-coming business owners. What I see is when we say... Biden has only been in office a weekend or whatever. He signed 30 executive orders in in that yes. time. And who was covered in those orders? Native Americans. Uh, you had the um, Mexican immigrants. Muslims. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where was African Americans got you in office? You couldn't have signed. Uh-huh. You couldn't have done anything, any uh, order for us. In the meantime, be sure to catch up on season one. Listen to Girl Podcast on any podcast platform.